0: Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent with your
1: host, Miriam Conner.
0: Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to Apparently Speaking, your podcast for all things parenting. Kids and screens is a huge concern for parents and one of the things I'm asked about the most technology and social media, it's not going away. So we as parents need to learn how to deal with it and also to understand the long-term effects. My guest today has some great research, insight and tips to help with that. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at mazdakent.com. Dr. Pamela Hurst Della Pietra is the founder of the nonprofit organization Children and Screens, Institute of Digital Media and Child Development. She has spent her career in public service ranging from nonprofit development, medicine, and philanthropy devoted to children and adolescents. As a parent herself, she was curious to understand the cognitive and long-term impacts of frequent technology use among her own children. She started Children and Screens, Institute of Digital Media and Child Development in 2013. So welcome to the show. My pleasure.
1: Thanks. Yes,
0: I'm very glad to have you. I was looking over your site and, you know, everything that you've created and done, and there's so much there. There's so much great information. You have so much research, and, um, you know, I just, I know there would be, I was like, I want to talk about that. No, I want to talk about this too, and this too. So I tried to narrow it down. I know that we won't be able to cover everything today that I want to talk about, but we'll just, we'll just do what we can do. Um, I know that you created the Institute, correct me if I'm wrong, to kind of address, you know, you have these three urgent questions. So I just want to read those questions for the listeners, and then we'll, we'll talk about those a little bit along with some other you know, specifics. So how is digital media enhancing or impairing children's ability to live um, healthy and productive lives? How are years of electronically mediated and interact, interaction shaping children's physical, cognitive, emotional, and social development? And then lastly, what should we do about it? So those are great questions and I I think, um, you know, questions that most parents would probably, you know, want to know the answers to. So what are your thoughts about those questions and maybe a little bit about, you know, why you started what you did and and just what those questions kind of mean to you?
1: Right. So um, for uh, most of us, uh, we appreciate technology and all of the affordances uh, that technology offers, but at the same time we recognize that it's a double-edged sword. And so, uh, trying to understand uh, what are the cognitive, the psychosocial, emotional, and behavioral impacts as well as the physical impacts on toddlers, children, and adolescents is really essential as we move, fo- as we move forward and uh, digital is like the Air Kids Breathe today
0: yeah <laughs> that's very true. um so I know that you know it's definitely so important to know you know how does that impact their lives now, but then also how would that impact their lives you know maybe in the future, and that may be something that maybe a lot of parents may not have really thought about because it's like you know the here and now or you know they they're doing this online or we know this is happening but but what are what are, what's this going to do maybe how would that impact them later in life and like you said double edged sword and there, are, there there are great things about technology and all of these kind of things also so it's not to bash it it's just i guess to learn you know how the best what's best for your kids
1: right so uh a lot of people don't really appreciate sort of what the long-term impacts uh, might be, but there's also a lot of fear around that, right? So, you know, parents want to know what is the impact on social development, and um, we all know that social media use uh, does have an effect on perception, for example, of one's own physical image through social comparison. This is really prevalent in teens. And we really have to understand, uh, for example, what, do, uh, what does years of uh, this kind of social media use do on, on one's identity, right? And, uh, and uh, experiences such as being cyberbullied right? What What are the long-term uh, you know, adverse uh, physical and mental effects on both uh, those who are the victims, but also those who are the perpetrators, and as well, those who are the bystanders?
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's someone probably we haven't thought about in that kind of situation, the bystanders. I, I didn't really give much thought to that role.
1: Yeah. And then also uh, things like technoference. That's kind of a fancy word for uh, this impact on chi- you know child-parental bonding, and uh, so uh, what is the impact of uh, parents who are really distract you know uh, you know being distracted uh, by their devices, and the impact of uh, you know uh, they being really present and connected with their kids and what does that look like, and some a lot of other uh, long-term effects ranging from obesity to uh, aggression, sexual risk-taking, depression, um, anxiety, and uh, these are all things that we need to really explore and understand, especially now uh, with virtual uh, learning uh, going on uh, and uh, the concept of uh, you know, problematic internet use, which really is a, uh, another word for addiction, <laughs> uh, and so uh, we really need to understand what is what is the role of uh, of uh, this uh, learning new learning environment on their future, uh, you know, academic performance, on language development, on memory, and others.
0: Yeah. Such really, really good questions. And it it is, you know, it's scary, you know, as you're saying all those things, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing any reason why, like, I don't, I don't want any, you know, (laughs) I don't want any of it in my house. Obviously we have it. And, you know, um, you know, my, my oldest daughter, you know, she does, you know, have social media and things like that. But it's like, you're saying all those things. It's like, yeah, that's really something to, to pause about, and really see you know the the limits and and kind of you know what the effects are now and later that that they can be so it's something really important to to delve into and um it kind of leads us to the first thing i want to talk to you about is obsession or addiction so you have some tips to help you know children avoid tech technology overuse you know I think it applies to any time, you know, now it may be seeming like it's even more like you mentioned with virtual learning. Um, but, but really anytime I think it applies. So, so I want to talk about those tips a little bit.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, first of all, um, I think it's important for parents to uh, be able to realize that uh, kids can't necessarily do it uh on their own
0: right mm-hmm.
1: that they are really going to need help because uh the technology has been created or designed to be addictive or to keep uh, their eyeballs on the screen and uh so what we would really uh like to do is to um you know, help them uh, at a very early age to understand this, right? And then uh, what parents can do is so they can have this open communication with their children and uh, they can, uh, you know, prevent it, right? So that's through a mindfulness. They can, uh, there are apps for uh, timekeeping, there are parental controls, But in addition, they can really watch for uh, signs of the negative effects associated with prolonged usage. So, uh, for example, uh, you know, is there a a loss of interest in regular activities? Uh, Does you know, is there academic performance uh, decrease? Academic performance? Uh, Do they seem to need to do more and more of it? Is there an, an inability to reduce their usage? Even you know when you ask them, are they lying about it? Um, and so, uh, what uh, what they can do is you know realize really that parents have the power. So you can say no to your kids. You know, worst comes to worst, you can just turn off the internet. But really, mm-hmm. talking to your talking to your kids about it, and uh, you know, having them understand, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the whole situation and how difficult it is, and then um, setting certain rules in your house, such as um, uh, keeping devices out of the bedroom and uh, keeping uh, and setting uh, certain places in the house such as uh, none uh, at the dinner table, right. Uh, use that uh, time to uh, talk with your kids and uh, have some really quality time but also, you know, don't be a hypocrite about it. So, you know, uh, we have parents, uh, you know, are in love with our devices and we're using them for everything ranging from entertainment to information to job, you know, to our jobs. So, um, but it, it doesn't mean that, uh, you can't stop, uh, stop what you're doing and you know have a quality lunch with your kids during this time of virtual learning right it's to take that five minutes to really you know connect with your kids and you know when you're walking you know when you're walking through the door if if you're you know coming back from work you know put down the cell phone right and then um, in addition um you know setting limits uh, for your kids and you know for the teens to have them set their own limits to give them some agency, and uh, so uh, so uh, that can also avoid eye strain. Um, and uh, those limits have to do with, for example, uh, you know the time you know the time to cut it out at night. Right. So that means, you know, one to two hours before bedtime, everything uh gets uh gets turned off. Uh but that sometimes means you too moms and dads, you yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah. You know happens.
0: yeah. It happens really easily. And I, I tell my my oldest is a senior and she, you know, when I try to talk to her about it, you know, I'm like, listen, it happens to me before you even realize it. You know, I realize that I'm checking it you know on my phone checking it constantly having to have it with me you know that those kind of things you don't even realize it but i you know you have to to force yourself to you know i'm just going to leave this in the other room it doesn't matter it's fine and so i try to you know when i when i talk to her about it i try to tell her listen i do understand it although you know i'm an adult and i think i can manage it better but i do understand it and it just happens before you realize it and you know with her i'm like You know, I tell her, I'm like, you don't realize, but if you have to take it with you every, you know, to the next room, if you're running upstairs to get something and you have to take the phone with you, if you have to, you know, check it, check it, check it, there is, that is an issue.
1: Oh, yes. Well, you know, they, they're finding that kids are are checking their cell phone. There's this FOMO, which is fear of missing out. They're yep. checking their cell phone something like between 40 and 80 times a day. And so, you know, establishing clear and consistent expectations around device use is super important. And so um, so they can check their cell phones, you know, in the morning, let's say, and then they can maybe do it. Uh, you know, in the evening or maybe it really depends on your own values. So we don't necessarily, uh, you know, want, you know, we have to recognize that different different families feel differently right? and, and respect that. But, uh, you know, there can be certain times when they, uh, you know, are on the digital media and certain times when they're not. And so this will help them to, you know, regulate their, their time and certainly not while participating in any other activity. So we all, we've all heard of the phrase media multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> and that means that when you're at the dinner table, we know that nobody smiles when they're looking down at their laps. <laughs> we know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> right. We know what that means. So that means, you know, uh, not, you know, not while they're snacking, not while they're watching TV. Um, and uh, certainly not when they're doing their homework. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you really—I uh, think that during this time of um, social distancing, et cetera, um, as Elizabeth Englander, one of our uh, prominent researchers, has said, you know, you can really uh, become proactive about seizing moments uh, when uh, when you're together with your family and uh, really make those moments special. And, um, and those really require a little bit of, you know, rulemaking.
0: It's really important. And, and just kind of going back to your first, um, tip, your first comment, you know, about parents having the power, you know, I had a friend, I'll, I'll have a lot of parents say to me, well, I just can't, you know, they're just on it all the time. I just can't get them off of it. They're just constantly. And I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? Like you, like you said, you do have the power, Um, It may not be easy, especially with, you know, if you have older, I feel it's easier with younger kids. Um, If you have high schoolers, it's probably a little bit more challenging just because, you know, they have that phone, you know, with them in their pocket all the time or whatever it is. But, but it's,
1: you do have the power still is something to remember. Exactly. So someone has to be the parent. Yeah. And so, you know, modeling, reinforcement, explaining why these rules are important And, you know, what the research has shown about some of the long term, you know, negative, you know, adverse effects. And, you know, oftentimes, though, it's not necessarily only the time, but it's really the content is, you know, looking at what their kids are doing and not necessarily jumping down their throats immediately. Like, you know, sort of, oh, you know, sort of, you know, sort of play them. Oh, what are you, you know, what are you doing? And so not, it's not the, you know, constant battle right? So kids won't kind of shut down. And sometimes even playing a video game with your child where you see what it gives you, an it's kind of a window into their world. So you get to see what they're playing. And if you feel that the content is too violent, then at that point, you can say something. And, um, so, uh, you can, you know, um, uh, look at, you know, kind of what is your child doing on social media? Is your, is your teen um, just scrolling? Are they posting? Uh, do they tend to be, lo- you know, going to uh, another girl's uh, uh, feed or what have you, and looking at picture after picture? And, uh, you know, uh, you know, how are they feeling afterwards? And so, you know, communicating with your children and teens about, you know, uh, it's also really important to uh, uh, ensure appropriate online etiquette. So one of the things is that, you know, not necessarily acting as a voyeur, if you will, but to, you know, post and, uh, you know, interact kind of in a more normal way. And also how you're going to post the kinds of things that the the kids are posting. is kind of important and, um, you know, not necessarily as a spy, right? But just understand what kind of conversations are your children having and with whom?
0: Yeah, it's really important. And and like you said, some some kids are a little more open. Some are, you know, they try to be secretive first. If it's if it's a big secret, then that should be a red flag, right? Like why why is this a secret who you're talking to or what you're talking about, you know, or what 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 you're looking at shouldn't be a big secret, but you can do it in a way where right, they don't think you're trying to be super nosy or butt in or whatever, but just, you know, I mean, first of all, I always just tell my kids, "You are my business." So, I mean, <laughs> that's just you know how it is. But you know, you like you said, just kind of maybe try to make it a conversation is what I'll try to do sometimes. Like, oh, who are you texting with, or what's you know what's up with this person, or you know whatever it is, and then maybe you can get you know a conversation going about it, or you know even like, oh yeah, I saw you know someone post something like this, you know, and what do you think about that, or would you ever post something like that, you know, those kind of things.
1: Yes, but, and I think exactly, and I think that being uh, sort of judicious about and picking your fights is sort of important, so that it's not, as I said, this constant uh, struggle. But um, it's uh, it's really great for parents of of boys who are like, let's say, ten to start a conversation, uh, let's say about porn, to look up. Uh, you know, it's it's very accessible. And I think that it's much more accessible than most parents think. And, you know, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's actually different than the porn than most people think it is. Mm. And so um, it would be uh, great to look up uh, some tips. We have, uh, we had a webinar on pornography and uh, how to talk to your, you know, how to have that conversation and, um, so I think it's around 40% of kids say that in the last month they've had exposure to porn online. That's a lot of, that's a lot of kids, a lot of porn. And, and it really will affect uh, relationships uh, in the long term and as well as uh, you know, violence towards women.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are, that's great. Those are great points and it's great. It's research, you know, based and it's just, yeah, you, you have to, you have to be active and proactive and, and really you can't just, you know, give them these devices and then not, monitor it, have those conversations, have some kind of safeguard on there, know what they're doing, um, have those conversations. And like I said, just periodically check in. Even if you think everything's fine, you know, every now and then, I'm just going to kind of check and see if there's anything I should
1: be aware of. Yeah. And teaching them things like revealing, uh, you know, reflecting before they reveal to rethink uh, what it is that they're posting um, you know, does this message reflect who I am? Um, and would I show it this to a grandparent? Um, and yeah. encourage kindness on the web. You know, so teaching digital literacy and digital citizenship, civility. And um, I'd say, you know, talking about sleep. Uh, for a second, it's kind of a non sequitur, but, you know, sleep is, uh, you know, as uh, a prominent researcher, uh, Dr. Charles Seisler uh, from Harvard has said, you know, t- uh, to me personally, uh, sleep is, uh, you know, uh, a secret bullet, a secret, you know, your secret weapon. And if your kids are getting enough sleep, um you know that's great and it's a it's an area of broad concern so kids are um are you know in front of the screen uh it's uh it's waking them up in the middle of the night they have the screens in the bedroom with them on the bedstand. And uh, this pattern of uh, short sleep during the week and long sleep on the weekend is a strong risk factor for, you know, chronic illness, including like depression, anxiety, obesity, diabetes. And so really trying to uh, pay attention to, you know, getting the kids off, you know, earlier and not having uh, them listen to the notifications, the pings, the dings, in the middle of the night, and just checking in on them to make sure they aren't gaming in the middle of the night. If they do see that their kids are zombies, you know, during the day, then that's kind of a tip off. <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. exactly. right, exactly. Right, exactly. But like you said, there's no reason to have it, you know, um they they can have it up till like a certain time, maybe that you've agreed upon or whatever it is, and then put it in the the charging, you know, common area until the morning.
1: Yes, and uh they they do have they do still sell digital yeah. hand clocks. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have them. <laughs> yes. And so um and certainly not under the pillow, which uh, oh, yeah. a really surprising number of kids are doing. And um, so, in you know, in terms of benefits, uh, you know, if all of your friends are are on social media and you're not, you know, everybody understands that, right? And right. So I think, you know, with the video games, you know, it is uh, something that in um, you know in doses in small doses, you know, um, you know, it's a social activity today. So uh, especially with the social distancing, you know, it's a way for, you know, for these boys to connect. It's mostly boys and for them to connect.
0: Yeah, I think I think these are these are great, great, great tips. Great conversation about that. Um, you know, it, it's really easy to get you know addicted, obsessed, whatever word you want want to use, and it's it's easy for us as adults, and so it's very easy for the kids, and and they don't even realize it. Like I talked to my kids about it, just it just seems to happen. You know, it kind of creeps up on you if you if you don't keep it in check. Um, but that's what we need to do because. You know, there are a lot of short term and long term effects that are negative um, from that, from too much. It can, everything's good in moderation. Um, and then, like you said, there are just, there's so many other layers of it. You know, what are they doing on there? Even if it, it definitely could be something negative that you need to know about, even if it's not negative, just the time alone and just the, you know, how it can affect them, you know, self esteem wise and all those other things like that you mentioned. Um, great great conversation. I want to I want to keep talking about that, but I also want to talk a little bit about in the time that we have left, you know, about online, you know, how, talking to your kids about online meanness and cyberbullying. So I want to touch on that a little bit too to switch gears a little bit. I want to take a quick break um here from our sponsor and then we'll come back and we'll touch on that a little bit. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at mazdakent.com. Okay. And we are back talking with Dr. Pamela Hearst Della Pietra. And I, I appreciate the conversation that we just had. It was so great. You know, kids and screens that just a lot of great tips for parents, reminders. I love that you mentioned, you know, modeling, don't be a hypocrite because it's easy. You know, they're watching, trust me, if you're trying to tell them to put the, put the devices away and things like that, it's like, ah, but you are constantly on yours too. And just being more present and just a lot of great conversations. So, I want to touch on if we can just, um, you know, also how to talk to kids, you know, if about cyberbullying or online meanness, um, things like that, you know, there's, there's something new that just came out. I don't know if it's new. I just heard about it. So maybe it's not new, but there was some challenge. I don't know if it was on TikTok or whatever it was on, but where to, to get all these schools to put up. Um the not the schools, but a someone you know a student or whatever and sometimes i 've heard they 're not even all students from the same school, but some a lot of times they are to put up like a um a shade you know like such and such high school secrets, such and such high school shade you know d m and it 'll be kept anonymous, so people will send in videos or things about other students and it's all anonymous. And so that's come up to me lately where I've 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 that's been made been made aware. And there's of course it's you know, anytime it's anonymous, it's not gonna be positive <laughs> um thing like that. So, you know, and some kids have been affected by that obviously because they've had some things, you know, spread around on on uh pages like that.
1: There's all sorts of online um uh bullying and um sort of uh you know with wide-ranging impacts and uh it can be something uh, subtle uh such as you know uh omitting someone from a photo or it could be a whole hate website which has Mm -hmm. been uh, created uh just for for you know a person and um it's not really uh you know it's sort of a, a new phenomenon Um, but, uh, you know, kids seem to, uh, be able to, uh, really, uh, do that, uh, you know, and it's, and it's powerful and it can lead to anxiety, depression, you know, uh, suicide, um, you know, poor academic performance, you know, impaired physical health, uh, you know, kids will, can have stomach aches and, you know, all sorts of other, you know, physical ailments as a result of, of that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes along with what we were talking
0: about earlier too, you know, try to really be aware of what's going on, you know, what, what they're, you know, looking at what they're posting even that could be, you know, taken negatively or shared, or if they're looking at, if they're being, you know, cyber bullied. So I know you have like, you know, speak openly. So really talk about it with them.
1: Yes. Yes. So, you know, uh, start the conversations early. And you know, uh, listen and be sympathetic uh, mm-hmm. to what they're saying, and you know, certainly don't blame your child. Um, and um, you know, another you know tip for parents is to really strengthen their social skills, right? And um, as um, so, uh, someone by the name of Michael Silkowski, uh, you know, uh, refers to something as the three Fs. The first is family. So don't post or share any information that you'd be willing. To, you wouldn't be willing to share with your mother, father, or any uh, other important family member. F is forever, and assume that everything you share online it will be there forever, and the last is freely available. Assume that there's no privacy online, mm-hmm. and that the information you share is really available. Um, but um, you know, spreading kindness, uh, as I mentioned uh, before, and um, you know being, being an upstander instead of a bystander, right? So if you, if you see something, you know, say it, uh, you know, tell someone either, you know, you, you can tell your parent, you can tell, you know, your friends, you know, Hey, uh, I don't think it's right that this, you know, person is acting that way. Let's all get out of that chat room or let's get all out of that Uh, you know, let's show, you know, some solidarity for this kind of, you know, against this kind of behavior. And, um, you can, uh, you know, there, there is an ability to, you know, say, I'm sorry, if you, if you, uh, feel that your child has caused, you know, harm, uh, to someone, to someone else. And, um, they can, uh, you know, there's a really, uh, big, uh, difference between listening and intervening. So, you know, sometimes just listening can be so beneficial to a child and uh, will, can really help them to get through it. And uh, so, you know, uh, staying calm is really important. And uh, uh, understanding, you know, it's kind of like that that Ronald Nybor poem, you know, give me the wisdom to you know, understand the difference, which is the difference between, you know, uh, what is the serenity prayer, what you can do and what you can't do, uh, in, in that situation. And a lot of times the, uh, schools will help you, um, to, to do that and, uh, to figure that out. Right. But the schools have a responsibility. And, and so, um, that's, uh, important to know that, uh, there's a law, uh, that's been passed at least, you know, in many States. And, um, that is, uh, it's in, uh, in New York state, it, there's really responsibility to, uh, have, uh, these bullying prevention programs. And, uh, so there's, uh, these state mandated, uh, school programs and, um, it, uh, it's such that they have to prevent, monitor and address bullying. Right. And so, uh, you can find out what your school is doing. Right. And then, uh, other things, uh, so it, it, you know, the schools must maintain confidentiality. And so they can't release the information to other children, which is great. And they, you know, they can, they can offer a lot of support, to cyberbullying victims, right? So uh, they can um, they they can have staff that would uh, help them. So there's guidance counselors, there's school psychologists. Uh, some districts actually have law enforcement, and uh, they can they can set up like prevent prevention programs that encourages you know age appropriate or you know community wide uh, prevention programs. So, um, and, uh, you know, but communication is, is, you know, paramount.
0: I was just going to say, so, you know, if you think that your child is like victim of cyberbullying, then first, I like how you talked about, you know, teach social skills and maybe first you want to look at it with them. You know, some kids are very sensitive and some kids aren't, I mean, wrong is wrong, but sometimes it could just be maybe minor, I should say, you know what I mean? They said something not, not nice about you. Um, but it's not, you know, ongoing or like a huge thing and they shouldn't have done that, but maybe, you know, maybe teach your kids some resilience, you know, how to be resilient a little bit and, and things like that. But then obviously if it's an issue, you know, um, there, there's a lot of avenues, a lot of ways to seek help out there. And like you said, just the communication is key because some kids may not, what I have heard, you know, not want to tell their parents right away. They're embarrassed or they don't know what to do or they don't want the mom or dad to call, you know, the other parent or something and then turn it into this whole thing or call the school. They don't want a whole big attention thing drawn, you know, to them on it. So they may not want to come to you right away. So just really, really having that communication, that open and like you said, where you're listening, you don't freak out right away. You know what I mean? And kind of talk it through and, and being aware of what's going on online with them that maybe you could spot it first.
1: Yes. And recently we had a cyberbullying web- a webinar, which I direct people to our YouTube channel, Children and Screens, uh, our YouTube channel. We had someone by the name of Trisha Prabhu, who um, is a student. And, uh, and you know, she, she had indicated, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you just need to get out of that group you know and uh you kind of um you know learn sort of who your friends are and uh so that's also very important is to uh sort of uh, mentor your your child in uh, cuz there's that's going to come up throughout life right there will always be bullies right and right. Uh, sort of uh it's 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 unfortunately Uh, sort of uh, more, it can be, it can feel uh, much worse when you're a child. And unfortunately, the children have to, you know, experience this. Um, And, and that can be difficult, but uh, parents, uh, you can be, uh, you know, extremely uh, great mentors uh, in what to do there. And sometimes it really just means, you know, maybe these aren't your friends and maybe, you know, to try to find another group.
0: Yeah, that's really good advice. You're right. Sometimes it could be, you know, just as simple as that. Sometimes it isn't, but, um, you, you've given so much good information on so many different levels of it. And like I said, there, there were so many other things that we could have talked about also that I wanted to, but this would, um, you know, just for time's sake, but I would definitely encourage listeners to, to find you. Can you tell us how to to
1: find your website, YouTube channel, whatever it is? Sure. It's www.childrenandscreens.com. And um, so we have webinars. We also have a Parents Ambassador Program. And um, so for people who are really, really love, uh, you know, what we're doing and, um, you know, the uh, social media is all Children and Screens. And um, so, you know, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, uh, it's, uh, you know, all of them LinkedIn and um, Twitter, et cetera. So um, we welcome your, and you can also, you know, contact us at info at children's screens. If you have any questions, we're happy to answer it.
0: And like I said, please, please do go to that website because it, there's so much good information um, on that site for sure. And then I like, I'm sure on your YouTube channels, like you said, the webinars, there's just a lot of good information, research,
1: a lot tips, of tips practical
0: lot for tips. parents.
1: Yeah. A lot of tips for parents on our homepage. So. Definitely.
0: A lot of yeah. takeaways that you can start doing right away is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It was really, really informative and really great information. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at
1: northeastohioparent.com.